Hey, you found the podcast that doesn't steal your oil. <laughs> but we do give you beauty hacks that cost less than $2. We're giving Melody a healthy dose of terror with stories of the birth of your second child. Ugh, we have Paw Patrol theories that will blow your mind. Celebrities galore from Jason Benoit. To High Valley. To Lucy the Lobster. Plus the oily bandits are on the prowl in Nova Scotia. And your opportunity to pass judgment on Melody's despicable behavior. You've been waiting for this for a year and a half now, Foreman. Shame. <laughs> Shame. Shame. Correct. <laughs> Where our circle of trust includes you, Melody and Foreman in the morning on Hot Country 103.5. Kevin from our news team has actually been sharing some advice from the Red Cross with us uh, in our uh, information updates all morning. If you're happy to get your clothes wet outside when you're in these extreme cold uh, conditions, try to get changed into something dry as soon as possible and, and get away from the, the cold. Well, yeah, that would be the worst thing to be out there tonight wet. Yes, of course. Yeah, uh, but there's been some other advice, and so we thought we'd bring Kevin back in, and thanks for taking some extra time for us here, <laughs> Not like you're busy, Kev. Yeah, uh, if you have that story there with you, what what's some of the other advice that you've been sharing? So, one of the uh, pieces of advice uh, from the Red Cross, uh, it's also recommended to drink warm, non-alcoholic fluids to keep warm to avoid uh, caffeine as well. How dare you? <laughs> That is all we have on a weekend like this. <laughs> what else are we supposed to do on this weekend where our heat pumps won't even work without coffee or booze? Ignore surviving the cold. How am I supposed to survive my kids without coffee? Look, I, I'm just I'm just passing along a message from the the Red Cross. I, I'm definitely going to be partaking in some coffee this weekend. I think I'll need it because it's uh yeah minus forty. I mean, come on, we do need it for sure. So yes. even the messenger doesn't take his own advice. <laughs> Have I outed myself as a fraud? I hope not. <laughs> well, on a related or unrelated note, depending on uh, how you look at it, congratulations on pulling off reporting from the World Junior Gold Medal game, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. That was a great experience and probably the, the highlight of my career so far. You gave us some, some great clips to use. Oh, it was fantastic. Fantastic day. The best you could ever imagine. It was awesome, man. Best thing ever, man. Halifax needs an NHL team, baby. We need an NHL team. Medor's the next McDavid! <laughs> now, don't keep pretending like you weren't also partying, just like those guys. Well, yeah, so the non-alcoholic drinks at the World Juniors, uh, yeah, I didn't follow that rule. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like you to pass judgment on Melody right now. No, we wouldn't like that. Foreman would like that for a change. <laughs> usually the judgment's being passed on him. I had a situation this morning where I went down to bring out our recycling, which is usually now Tom's job, my husband. Uh, but, but you know, I was like, oh, I'll do it. It's cold. I'll do it. I'm on my way out. I got to heat my car up anyway. Yeah. And then I realized he hadn't been doing it because in our garage, which I never go in anymore, there was a pile, an actual pile no. of recycling bags. And so I started bringing them out and, you know, I'm getting to like seven that I'm dropping off and we still have know, four or so in the garage. And wow. I know there's an unlimited recycling amount that's allowed, but is unlimited actually unlimited? <laughs> but Or once you get into double digits, are they going to say, okay, no, come on, that's a little too much. So instead of leaving them all on my lawn, I look to the left, 
they only had one bag out. I looked to the right, they only had two bags out. And I looked past that, and they only had one out. And I figured, they're not going to care if I just add a bag to each of their houses. So I dispersed it among my neighbors and uh, walked away. And here I am. Is that the right thing to do? I don't know. But I'm sure you've done it too. Mm, thought about it is different than doing. <laughs> but who's this? Hey guys, it's Austin. Austin! This is Austin. What can we do? Well, judgment. Shame. <laughs> Shame. 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 Perfect. Oh, man. <laughs> so, Audie, you made one major mistake. Talking about I'm it? I'm totally with you, for one thing. Um, I've definitely done it before, <laughs> but you don't admit to it. Well, <laughs> but very publicly at that. Yes, but I mean, what would our show be if we didn't just give you more, way too much information about our lives? <laughs> what else would we talk about? You know what it is, Austin. <laughs> It's it's yep. as our friend what I think her name is Sharon would say the unmitigated gall <laughs> the unmitigated gall to do it and admit to it. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I've definitely done it with garbage too. See, the garbage is the one thing I feel like you shouldn't do it with because it's the black bags and you never know. They're so strict about that now. The unmitigated gall. <laughs> Oh, I haven't had to do it since I've been out here. In Alberta, they don't care. They just throw everything in there. <laughs> right, right. You be smart enough not to admit to it locally. <laughs> Thank you, Austin. Good morning, it's Rod. <gasps> Rod! Rod's calling. <laughs> hey. Pass judgment, if you would, please, sir. Judgment? No, there is no judgment for here, uh, except for kiss, 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 kiss. Uh, I mean, hey, how would you like it if I just drove up to your house, dropped a whole bunch of bags, and, oh, no, one just got rejected because something wasn't supposed to be in there? Does that mean you're going to walk over to the neighbor and do the walk of shame and then take it back? <laughs> or are you just going to leave it for your neighbor? Yeah. I, if my neighbors had too many bags and they wanted to just add a bag to mine, I wouldn't mind. If it was some random stranger just driving up, then I would say, excuse me. Unmitigated <laughs> call. But we're neighbors. So you are going to store your neighbor's rejected recycling bags, and then that means you're going to have to go through it all and <laughs> through it, and I'm you're going to do all that for them? I'm going to assume nothing is going to be rejected because I followed all of the rules of recycling, and if it is rejected, I'm going to pretend I never confessed to what I confessed on air. <laughs> ah, so you shouldn't be doing it then. Then you're just making more work for your neighbors. I know I shouldn't be doing it. I'm not proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> not, not like this is live Always on the radio, the being recorded for the radio later, on a video that will post all over social media, on our podcast that will live in perpetuity forever. Uh, no. None of them listen to our show. <laughs> you're you're, you're going to have to come up with a busted sign. <laughs> I just don't want any of my potential future neighbors to hear this. So if you are a potential future neighbor of mine, this is, this is all pretend. Remember how you thought it was a good idea to start messaging people in potential future neighborhood <laughs> Facebook groups with your own name attached yes, to it? this is the reason why I shouldn't. <laughs> 
I hope you have a ninja suit when you do it, because if they catch you on a house camera, you're done for. <laughs> I'd love to see that oh footage. Oh, my God. <laughs> like a raccoon with your eyes glowing in the dark. <laughs> Looking around. Playing her own Pink Panther theme music. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ron. We are saddened and shocked and fascinated all at the same time about what's been going on in the valley. Yeah, we, we are morbidly curious. We're Mel- Melody Informant in the Morning on Hot Country 103.5. That's why Jessica's here uh, from Berwick, Nova Scotia. Uh, I mean, we're cold. How, how are things there? It is really cold out there. I haven't been out yet, but I have to drive my daughter to school. What, uh, what do you use to heat your house? <laughs> it's kind of like a heat pump, but not quite. It's like, it's, it's like an air exchange down the basement and with oil. I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, you need that oil to heat your house. That's right. But something happened recently. That's right. Um, Someone stole about $700 or $800 worth of my month's oil. Like, that's never, I don't know about you, Melody, that's never even crossed my mind that someone would break inside your house and steal the oil out of your tank. No. Yeah. See, now my mom's basement um, is outside of her house. It's like an old den, you know what I mean? Mm. So they started at the outside um, where it leads into the tank, and then they clearly went into her basement. Like, they drained the tank. There was nothing left. Her furnace stopped working, so then she had to get um, furnace guys to come look at it, which cost another, like, Three hundred dollars. So, what do you put that? How do you get in? What do you put that in? How do you get away with it? We we don't know. We're assuming they used maybe a very quiet like pump to get it out. But again, like my mom was inside of her house, and and and, you know she lives alone. So now she's now she's a bit frightened to to be in her house alone, which is the unfortunate part. So she was home when this happened? Yeah, so um, she thought it was her neighbors that were on a four-wheeler because they oftentimes go up and down the tracks on their four-wheeler. So she didn't bother looking out. It was around 2.30, she said, in the morning. Mm. But she likes the house cold, right? She's going through menopause, so she was having hot flashes. Hard to tell, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she went without heat for like four or five days. Have the so, Are the police involved in some way? Um, they are, but it's a very complicated situation because there's no leads. The, the tracks led to an, um, the railway tracks, what yeah. used to be, and they just went towards like um, Waterville Way. Hmm. That's all. That's all we know. But I would imagine that if your mom was targeted, she's not going to be the only one targeted. So maybe no. So there's been a, there's been other. I, I believe of two others in the local area, and they're all adjacent, basically to the tracks. Okay. It looked like a child's like pulling sled. Basically, they yeah. must have had a rope on it or something. And wh- whatever it was was very heavy on the sled, which was the oil. Yeah. Mm. It dug very deep into the snow. Because it was during a snowstorm that they did this. I feel like someone's going to get caught here sooner than later. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I made a little post about it, and it it blew up for the local communities, right? So, you know, everyone's kind of looking out now. But things you didn't know you needed to look out for, so uh, it's good. Well, someone with a child sled, a drum of oil... (laughs) 
And they, right, yeah. they live very close to the trail in Berwick specifically yeah. and only want to steal <laughs> right. oil from their own neighbors. Right. Yeah. Have you set up anything like a GoFundMe or something to help I your mom? I set up like it was a very private like, hey, if anyone could donate to this, that would be great. And I did raise 400 ish dollars for her to put oil in her tank and a church donated three hundred dollars oh wow and another thing is they're drilling holes in gas tanks and stealing all the gas so that's another thing to look out for yeah out of cars out of cars yeah right down the street from my mom's house so you know we think it's all the same Criminal masterminds behind all of it. Yeah, mastermind is in very large air quotes (laughs) there. Yeah. So if anyone's selling uh, cheap gas, maybe off the side of the road in Greenwood (laughs) or something. It's the oily bandits. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Their names are uh, Marv. (laughs) Good God. All right. Thank you so much for sharing that story with us. All right. Thank you very much. We are Melody and Foreman in the morning on Hot Country 103.5. Uh, viral sensations on TikTok. <laughs> Who knew that we'd live to see the day? Yes. Uh, what I think it's got about 90,000 views now. You're on kidding me. You having a savage, oh, 91,000 views, a savage takedown of the Paw Patrol universe. 91,000? thousand views on TikTok when most of our videos on TikTok have 281 views, 275 views. Exactly. (laughs) It's all last week because there was news that they're going to have another Paw Patrol movie come out to theaters this August. Mm -hmm. So you decided that was the perfect opportunity to take them down and do what uh, one comment on this video described as the Mayor Humdinger podcast. (laughs) I promise I'm not working for Mayor Humdinger. It's all the questions that he and all parents are asking about everything that happens in that show. Why is there no actual police force in Adventure Bay? Or fire station? Or waste management? Or airlines? Or coast guards? Or construction crews? Where is parents? How is one boy allowed to own so many dogs? Why are the adults so incompetent? What is with Mayor Goodwin's purse chicken? And finally, where are the life lessons in this show? (laughs) Good point. So many questions. Another person had commented, I mean, you're not wrong, Melody. I'm a first responder and my son asks all the time, why can't the dogs just work instead of me because they have cooler stuff? Oh my gosh. (laughs) You see, look what you're doing to the children. Think of the children. (laughs) Now you sound like the other mayor. There's a there's a lot of questions, uh, a lot of comments, a lot of theories being thrown as well around as well. The main one that you asked is how is this kid rider paying for these super dogs? Exactly, and not just the dogs, but the whole their his whole like layer we'll call it where they have everything mm-hmm. has like the most amazing water views you could ever ask for. Yeah, high tech gadgets for every single pup, the best slide ever. Elevators, like, you can watch come on. Not to mention, he's like a 10 year old kid with talking dogs. Well, yes, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he sells merch. That's what they addressed in the first movie. Yeah. That's how he's paying it that for. That sounds like a cover. But you forgot to mention that Mayor Goodway used taxpayer dollars to erect a solid gold statue of her chicken. <laughs> Don't even 
Get me started on that chicken. Why has Mayor Humdinger never been arrested? He commits theft on every episode and puts lives in danger. Who's going to arrest him? Marshall? <laughs> or, sorry, Chase? Right? Why are the dogs the only animals that can talk? That, really, why? That just seems doggest. How could anyone even live in Adventure Bay? I feel property taxes there must be crippling. <laughs> How does Ryder have a PowerPoint ready within seconds? That takes a lot of work. There's so many questions. So many questions. And so many theories. Yes. This is the be becoming the best part of the night. When you get 90,000 views, you get conspiracy theories. Like, and we love them. I'm convinced Ryder is Batman's son. It explains all the high-tech gadgets and vehicles and why his parents aren't around because he's off fighting crime too. Right. Because that biggest question is, where are this kid's parents? Yes. It's a DARPA project. And Ryder is Tony Stark's illegitimate son. <laughs> He's a mad scientist, and the town lives in fear of his wrath. If they don't come up with small problems, they're all going to disappear. Yes. Yes. Ryder's actually an alien, and he made a deal with Goodway to redirect all city funding to him, and he'd keep everyone safe. Oh. Ryder's in a coma, and Adventure Bay is all in his mind. <gasps> Just like Greece. <laughs> When the car flies off into the clouds, that's the confirmation that it let's, was all a dream. Let's not start that one. And Sandy died on the beach. <laughs> and the best one, dogs actually took over the planet a millennia ago. Ryder isn't their leader, but a go-between, a pet in his own right, maintaining a delicate power balance between the sedated public and their covert but ruthless puppy overlords. It makes more sense than what's actually happening <laughs> on the show. So. Yeah. It would be an emergency if you were uh, in your second labor thinking it was going to be as long as your first one or even half as long and only to find out that, oh, oh, nope, the baby's coming out right now, which is my big fear for the second one. My first labor with Lily, which was three and a half years ago, yeah. uh, was three days long. Jeez, it that's was a long a time. long ordeal. Uh, I only pushed for an hour once that finally came down to that part, but uh, but the, the whole thing itself was long. So this time around, we have a toddler, obviously. We don't have any family here, and, and we're also thinking about moving out of the city. So I've been thinking a lot of, what are we going to do, Tom, if I go into labor? What are we going to do with Lily? We're not going to have a lot of time. No. And he keeps saying, you don't know that. We might have tons of time. And I keep saying, no. I have to go to the hospital as soon as I'm in labor for the second one. So what are we going to do? Yeah. And he doesn't believe me that this is something we need to be thinking about now. But I think it is. Yes. Exhibit A is this headline from December. Glace Bay woman delivers her own baby on the way to hospital. See, I I have no desire to do that. Did Matt. they even pull over? No, I actually um, had gave birth to him in the front seat of the SUV and he just continued to keep driving and we had uh, heated car seats so I just kind of like thought maybe it would keep the little baby Zachary warm while we were driving and then oh we just continued on until we got to the emergency but Emma thank you for calling because uh, you've had a worse situation or at least uh, equal to the situation of the Cape Breton woman who delivered her own baby in the car what happened? um I woke up in the morning. It was my due date, actually. Um, just kind of having some cramps, not really sure what was going on. I was taking my time. 
COVID was kind of starting, they didn't really want you at the hospital if you didn't need to be there. Yeah. I also have a two-year-old at the time. And so I called my mom. I said, yeah, I need you to come over, but just take your time. You got all the time in the world. <laughs> yes, that was that was an error. Anyways, we soon figured that out. Um, so I'm I'm at home, you know, doing all the laundry, making the beds, making sure she didn't have to do anything when she came over. And uh, my partner says, can I get a shower? I'm like, oh, yeah, go ahead. You can get a shower. And I ran in and I said, we need to go right now. So this was like an hour, I'd say, probably just completely switched. Oh, no. So I was leaning over the hood of the car and I oh. said, you need to call 911 right now. Oh, my God. Um, she's like, have you been to China in the last 14 days? <laughs> You're like, shut up, just help us. Uh, this baby's coming out. No, I have not been to China in the last 14 days. <laughs> I am nine months pregnant. <laughs> and uh, she said, okay, sir, uh, you need to lay down. What? So I kind of just like waddled down to the ground. Oh, my God. And he looked at me and goes, aren't you going to go inside? I'm like, what don't you people understand? This baby is coming out right <laughs> now. <laughs> so my mom grabbed some blankets and throws them outside, and um, we put them down, and they basically talked uh, my partner in uh, through how what to do, oh, and yeah. he pretty much delivered the baby before the ambulance showed up. Wow. Yeah. Where was your two-year-old yeah. in all of this? That's the funny part of the story. <laughs> my two-year-old so is in my mom's arms, in, oh. one, in one arm, eating a popsicle. <laughs> Also, also a bit oblivious to what's going on. Of course, he probably and, asked you to make him a treat afterwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and my um, my mom is out of the corner of my eye. I'm like pushing a baby out, and all I can see is my mom taking pictures. Oh my I'm god! Like, what are you doing? <laughs> pictures of what? <laughs> it's it's funny. It's funny now. Uh -huh. Rachel, you have what? What's your story? So my second labor. Um, my son was a week late, so I went in for an induction appointment, which they told me, this is Thursday. Oh, we can't call you till Sunday. It's raining babies in here. What? So I went home. Eight hours later at 12.30 a.m., my contraction started, so I went to wake up my husband saying, they're already five minutes apart. I think we should go. <gasps> and my son was born by 6 a.m. So I wouldn't mess around necessarily the second time. No. Nope, not mm. at all. That, see, that's exactly my fear. Also, if you want a really um, scary birth stories, listen to the comedian Seth Meyers on Netflix. Uh, his wife did it twice, and she did not have either baby at the hospital. Yeah, you know, I think I, I remember that I story. Do too. Yeah, he's got a stand-up special on Netflix, and we've found it for you. <laughs> we almost have our first kid in an Uber, and despite that, our second baby was born in the lobby of our apartment building. <laughs> and guys, I know you're judging me right now. Like, how could you have your baby born in the lobby of your apartment building after what happened last time? But we were on our toes based on what had happened last time. And once again, the contraction started. We didn't wait a second. We didn't even call the doctor. We went downstairs into our lobby and we started walking out to the car. And all of a sudden at the door, my wife stopped and turned to me and said, the baby is here. <laughs> Subtle, 
nuanced from the people who brought you, I do not like this. <laughs> the baby is here. <laughs> and so once again, I go to my old standby of mansplaining. <laughs> which if you ladies forgot. <laughs> is when a man uses no shared experience and says to his wife, the baby is not here. You only think the baby is here. We have more than enough time to make it to the hospital. Take it from me, a man who has also had a baby out of his vagina. And my wife looks back at me and says, the baby is here and I look down and the only way to describe what I saw, <laughs> it looked like my wife was trying to smuggle a baby in a pair of sweatpants. <laughs> it was like, oh, that can only be one thing. It was like a velour boa constrictor ate a baby. Well, we, I mean, we've been talking about this off and on for a couple days now. Yeah. But there's a lot of people trying to give you some insight into their second, third experiences mm -hmm. here. Uh, like, Chelsea, like, what, what's your story? I should preface the story by saying my, it was a week before my due date. Yep. And, and my husband asked me if he could go hunting that day. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'm, I feel fine. Like, it's fine. Go. Like, I have my daughter. I wasn't, like, I was like, it's a week early. My, my daughter was born three days late. So I was like, there's no way he's going to come this early. It's fine. Oh, no. So he goes. He's about 30 minutes away from home in the opposite direction of the hospital. Oh, no. So then around, like, 9.30, I texted him. I was like, hey, just FYI, like, I'm starting to feel a little bit crampy. I don't think it's contractions, but, like, just be on standby just in case. And I kid you not, within 10 minutes, I was, like, in full-blown contractions. And I called him. I was like, yeah, you need to come home now. So he, like, gets in the truck immediately, rushes home. By the time he gets home, I'm like, like we need to go to the hospital. It was it's happening so fast. There's a deer in the back of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> so this started at 9:30. By the time we get to the hospital, it was about 10:30. I was nine centimeters by the time we were at the hospital. Wow. Wow. No epidural. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's, you know what, before we wrap this up, there's one more person we need to call. Okay. Because this person has sent me a, a couple of texts, actually, so we should, <laughs> I think you're going to want his insight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, David. <laughs> Good I knew morning. It. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> we got lobster days. <laughs> we got lobster. I, I knew it would only take one text and that's all it would be. I had no idea who we were calling, but Foreman's sitting here giggling like a schoolgirl, so I could only imagine. Well, it's, you sent me two texts, David. Uh, one of them is tell Melody congratulations. Thank you. The other text is a picture of a certificate. Can you describe it for us? Please. I'm one of the advanced MFRs here on the island in case we get a 911 call. And I think it was four of us took childbirthing. What? <laughs> so, so I am trained. So I messaged you. I said, if Melody wants to go out on a boat cruise around nine months, <laughs> we, could, we could arrange that. And where I am a captain, I, they could renew their vows and give childbirth oh on the God. same trip. <laughs> 
<laughs> One-stop shopping. Wow, that sounds like a dream come true. I don't know, Dave. I've seen the way you handle those lobsters, and you're just throwing them around. I don't know if I want that near my bits. <laughs> once you catch them, you stuff them in a trap. Yeah. <laughs> Look, this is this is first responder workshop, EHS. David Baker, this is the certify of attendance, is hereby granted to David Baker, recognition of attendance at childbirth. Now, it's dated for 2016. Uh, do you, hmm. Are you concerned that you may be out of practice? Well, no. If you look at the hours that I train, that's pretty well the same as a doctor. <laughs> same thing. I think it said four hours, so I mean. <laughs> that's shorter than even, like, if I were to get CPR, AED right now, that's shorter than that certificate. What more do you need to know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, good to know I have options. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't help that these are the things that are in the headlines this morning. It's tragic, but it's true. Melody Informant. The internet is a breeding ground for freaks. Hot Country 103.5. This is Tragically Trending. Jessica Simpson revealed, an, or it's just released, an Amazon original short story titled Movie Star. They always say they're single. And it talks about an encounter that she had with a big name actor that she says she grew up thinking was so hot, who was eyeing her up and down at an award show in 2001. But despite exchanging phone numbers and talking about doing a music video together, nothing ever happened between them. And then she and Nick Lachey got back together, filmed a reality show that destroyed their marriage, and the rest was history. Until 2006, when she met back up with Mr. Massive movie star Mystery Man. Okay. And they shared a kiss. Ooh. And then they exchanged flirty texts during another award show. Oh. During which he was photographed with another woman who just happened to be his girlfriend. But... Jessica says he tried to play it off like, oh, no, we're just doing that for the media. And he continued to pursue her and even introduced her to his spiritual advisor before she eventually called the affair quits. Well, that's getting real serious. Yeah. So now everyone is trying to piece together who this massive movie star was. And the top contender, based on all the details that she has in the story, is Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. And he would have been someone that she might have thought was a hottie McCotterson when she was a teenager. I mean, he'd been doing tons of stuff when she was just a child, like committing hate crimes when Jessica oh. was only six, and then committing them again when she was only eight. That one he was originally charged with attempted murder for, but it was eventually reduced to criminal contempt, to which he pled guilty. <laughs> and then there was also that time, despite his Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch celebrity in 1992, that he assaulted his neighbor. But oh, that boy. one, you know, we all forgave him for because at the time he was posing in his underwear for Calvin Klein while grabbing his Marky Mark Mini. <laughs> and I mean, come on, what a catch, right? And if it was Mark Wahlberg that this cryptic story is about, then it also means that his girlfriend, who he would have been cheating on with Jessica at the time, was pregnant. Oh, no. Is now his wife. Oh, no. With whom he has four children. <laughs> I still haven't even forgiven him for charging me $12 for a Caesar at Wahlburgers. <laughs> How dare he? I just, I just can imagine that this revelation from Jessica might be a bit of a problem in the Wahlberg household this week. Slightly. Week. 
I don't know how, but of all people, Foreman, you are going to give us a beauty hack. We're Melody and Foreman on Hawk Country 103.5. Yes, it's directly from the Facebook neighborhood group that brings you questions like, are there any restaurants that serve only meat? <laughs> and does anyone need silkworms, crickets, superworms, or mealworms? What? St. Thomas Happenings. Okay. It's an open public group. Thousands of members for St. Thomas, Ontario. Way it's, more members than the population. It's like the Wild West of the internet on this group. Every conspiracy theory you can dream of, <laughs> and some you can't, they're all there. I used to live there. I love this group. Now you're a part of this group. Mm -hmm. You'll never believe what's on there. Here's what Debbie writes. Okay, ladies, says Debbie on St. Thomas Happening's Facebook group. Mm, Debbie, okay. Okay, ladies, or anyone who wears makeup... I'd like to share this with you. This is not a joke. Right away. Okay. You should be pretty skeptical. Mm -hmm. Have you ever struggled using blush and it never looks natural? Have you ever wanted a color that made your glowing skin look 100% natural? Well, yeah. Listen to this. Oh, I'm all ears. You're never, not in a million years, will you guess what comes next? Match it to your nipple. <laughs> That's what they say. No, that's <laughs> that's what they. That is actually what they say. Never in a million years would I have guessed that you would suggest that. So it's not match it to your nipple. Okay. No. All right. <laughs> That's actual advice, Foreman. Is it? <laughs> yes, it is. Match your blush. Perfect blush. Perfect lipstick is supposed to be the shade of your nipple. Who would notice? Um, Other than you. Well, no, that's no one would know. It looks natural. But what it's, if it's the same shade? Isn't that the same shade as your lips? Your your nipples and your <laughs> and your wouldn't that be? How now it's gonna times? look like you don't have lips. Your whole face is <laughs> no, lip colors. What do you think? Like just your face is one big nipple. How many times do you say nipple before we get fired? I haven't said it at all yet. I'd like to point that out. For whoever needs to know. <laughs> anyway, to have a glowing skin look 100% natural, you need to use a Tim Hortons cup. What? Just <laughs> happen to have one. I told you, you were never going to guess that. Were you going to guess that? No, no, you weren't. That's a rhetorical question. What do I do with the cup? Just rub it on your cheeks and you will get a beautiful rosy glow. Rub the red? I tried it and it really works. I know this sounds bizarre, okay. but give it a try. You're literally doing it. Well, why wouldn't I? This is the secret to, can you hear the, can you hear the rubbing? We sure can. Did I get red on my face? Uh, it does look red. Does but it? I don't know if it's from rubbing your skin <laughs> or it's the red from the cup. Does it look like a natural, beautiful glow? It does look glowing. Oh, does it? I mean, we've got this on video now. We can post that. If <laughs> you're rubbing the other side. Yeah. This is great because I never wear makeup, but now I don't need to if I have my Tims every day. I mean, you have very rosy cheeks at the moment. <laughs> is the red that you can see rubbed off of the cup? Look at the cup. Does it look rubbed? No, it doesn't look rubbed off. But I mean, I think if I had just taken my hands and rubbed my cheeks, I would have had the same effect. I believe you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think? Would you would you try something like this? Who's this? Hey, it's Shelby. Shelby! Shelby, hi, what can we do for you today? Shelby, hi. What can we do for you today? 
actually used to live in St. Thomas. <gasps> no, you didn't. Shush. Yeah, I moved from here to be with, well, a now ex, but uh, yeah, we lived in St. Thomas and then moved to Sarnia. Are you still part of St. Thomas Happenings? <laughs> Uh, no, I think I left there when I left there. Oh, come Aww, on. Big e- mistake. Even Melody's in it now. It's <laughs> oh, I might have to rejoin. <laughs> the entertainment value is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and then I moved to Sarnia. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, it was easy to get to the States. That's yeah, true. True. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Port, Port Huron is such a gem of a place as well. <laughs> Right. Have you tried the Tim Hortons blush trick? <laughs> no, I don't wear makeup. Well, neither do I. You don't need to if you have a Tim Hortons cup. See, it's still kind of... Mm, there you go. I don't know if that's what you want to rub on your face every single day. Oh, right? The, the chemical coloring from yes. a paper cup? <laughs> Nor would I, like, save my cup from the day before to do that. Well, I don't, you don't need to because you just get your coffee on the way to work. Right. And in the car, just a nice little... <laughs> <laughs> Until she spills hot coffee on herself, Foreman. <laughs> Which is a glow of another kind. And then you swerve all over the road. Uh, and then she'll be an accident report of herself. <laughs> now you've got burns and your accident. <laughs> but a really great content for the show. Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Minnesota woman assaults boyfriend with whole chicken. I, I just, how? Uh, how? Well, maybe it was frozen. Uh, we're Melody Informant in the Morning on Hot Country 103.5. That's just one of many headlines in the news this week that we can't make up, but we can. Roundup. Like Washington thief ignites fire smoking cigarette while siphoning gas. Sometimes you just get what you deserve. <laughs> Man found asleep in reported stolen car parked at San Diego police station. <laughs> he was doing them a favor. Yeah, Here we, you go, guys. We've been looking for that. Yeah. <laughs> Seattle woman returns home to find smashed window, burglary sus- suspect taking bath fully clothed. I... You okay? <laughs> <laughs> Illinois lunch lady steals $1.5 million worth of chicken wings from cafeteria. Living her best life, okay? That's a lot of wings. Well, she's hungry. <laughs> Nebraska thief stuffs Burger King's bathroom pipes in pants. Um, what was he trying to prove? <laughs> and to who? Is that a Whopper in your pocket? <laughs> No, it's just my burger tonight. <laughs> Brazilian man fakes own death to see who would attend his funeral. Aww. A lot less people are going to come to the actual funeral after <laughs> oh, that's no, done. That's so sad. On, re- on a related note, German prosecutors claim woman killed her doppelganger to fake her own death. Wow. You can't just murder people who look like you. It's not really how it works. No. <laughs> Berwick, Nova Scotia woman angry after thieves drain her oil tank while she slept. Talk to her daughter. It's on our podcast. Yep, it'll be up later today. What a fascinating uh, uh, terrible story with some really bad criminals, by yes. the way. <laughs> uh, in more local headlines, we can't make up, but we can round up. Suspects rob dentith Road Dollarama carjack nearby vehicle with woman and child still inside. That is terrifying. They got a, they got, he let them out okay, but. Oh, how nice of him. I know, right? <laughs> Car crashes into Sydney home Nine years after, another car crashed into the home next door. Maybe they need some more road signs around that area. Bad intersection. Yep. (laughs) A few more headlines of the week left that we can't make up, but we can round up. Like kids' robes sold on Amazon recalled over flammability risk. Um, 
Maybe you wanted to check that out before you put them on sale. Yeah. Virginia basketball coach fired for impersonating 13-year-old player during game. This is the second week in a row with, with headlines of adults being in high schools. Yes! Stop! Shania Twain sticks to liquid diet on show days or else she burps while she sings. <laughs> So relatable. I would love to see that. <laughs> All right, get a new album out today. Oldest dog ever record broken by 30-year-old Bobby from Portugal. Oh, what a good boy. He looks tired. Oh. <laughs> a few more headlines left, like Bird Charity locked out of Twitter for repeated use of the word woodcock. <laughs> it's a bird, guys. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Australian doctors try seven ways to remove golf ball from 14-year-old boys back nine. Uh, okay. <laughs> and finally, Ugandan villager with 102 kids finally decides enough is enough. <laughs> And we have a special guest out of nowhere mm -hmm. on the line from Nashville right now. It's Brad from uh, Alberta's very own High Valley. How are things down there? You know what? Um, it's a little cold here, to be honest with you. Probably not like what you got, but um, no, it's a, it's a beautiful morning. Before we talk about your new song, I did see that you must have been spending some time back in Alberta over Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I've obviously grew up in Alberta, and I think the coldest weather I've ever experienced there was this Christmas. Really? We landed, and it was minus 46 true temperature, and with the wind, it said minus 55 feels like. So uh, when, when it feels like minus 55, that's a big deal. <laughs> Did you uh, get outside and do a lot of outdoor activities? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy is my kids, who have not grown up in that weather, um, we came straight from L.A. My son had a quarterback camp out there, so it was uh, 70 degrees Fahrenheit. We'd get there, and it was minus 65 Fahrenheit, and they went straight to building snow forts outside. Oh. They also, my oldest son also got sick for a week after, so that probably had something to do with it. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that must make you feel pretty proud, though, where they have no real experience with that, and yet they're still out there building forts anyway. Oh, they just love it. When you have a big family gathering like that, especially at Christmas then, and you guys are all there, what's on the menu? What are you guys eating? Um, but my family is almost more famous for the dessert than the main course. So a lot of chocolate pie, double crusted chocolate pie, the way what? that you'd have an apple pie, um, homemade custard with crust on top and on the bottom. That's a pretty huge deal. And my mom makes homemade O. Henry bars. No way. Which is, which is the best. They, each of them have a little peanut on top of them. That way you know that they're not the coconut bars because she also makes these coconut bars. <laughs> you got you, you to differentiate the O'Henry's from the coconut bars. I want to go to there. <laughs> Brad is here from High Valley who has his own celebrity guest on your, your brand new song. It happens to be this woman. The small an elementary school dance. <laughs> right. <laughs> and your your elbows are locked, yeah. your arms are straight out in Saving front of you. Saving room for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, though, the story of how you even know Alison Krausbrow because uh, this guy who is a friend of yours, who produces some of your music, who you write some of your songs with, and who performs in your live band when you come tour, 
His mom is Allison Krauss. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, Sam is has been a part of our band for quite a while, and and what a great kid. And and yeah, you're right. That's how I met Allison. And, and Allison and I have just been friends, um, you know, friends with her and friends with her family now for a couple of years. And I, I see her all the time. I'm over there working in the studio, and um, she let me know after listening to the album that "Do This Life" was her favorite. And I thought, well, that's that's awesome. I, I love that one too. And then. Um, you know, one day she was complimenting me and just said, I just love your voice, especially on Do This Life. And we were talking about singing together. And, and I told my wife, I said, I think, I think Allison and I are going to do a song. To, it feels too good to be true, but I think we're doing it. And um, so we did. It's a very natural uh, friendship, family friendship. And here we are um, having a duet together. I proposed to my wife with when you say nothing at all. So wow. pretty surreal, pretty surreal moment to, to get to record with Allison and, uh, just unbelievable. I'm glad you use that song to propose instead of whiskey lullaby. That works out a lot <laughs> yeah, better. <laughs> exactly. yeah. My life trajectory may have been so different. <laughs> uh, what about the casserole lunches? Yeah. Yeah. She makes great food. It's amazing. Uh, you get over to her house and, and she's always got something in a crock pot. She's, um, <laughs> I call her the casserole queen of Tennessee because she's always got something uh, amazing ready for lunch if you're working over there. And um, other than my own wife's food this last couple of years, I've probably um, had more of Alison Krauss home cooking than, than anybody else's. Melody and Foreman in the morning on Hot Country 103.5, the show that brings the stars to you. <laughs> Just this year, this oh. last month, it's been uh, Bjorn from Vikings, Alexander Ludwig. We've had Madeline Merlot. Mm -hmm. Brad from High Valley. I mean, we're beating them off with a stick. They just keep <laughs> coming at us. I... <laughs> and right now is no exception. Celebrity status upped yet again with the pride of Western Newfoundland, Jason Benoit. Oh, wow. No, well, of course. Always. You'll always make time for the little know, people. I don't know about celebrity status, but thanks. <laughs> celebrity status. We, we have the East Coast Music Awards coming up here in Halifax, uh, Thursday, May 7th. And you are one of the biggest parts of that show being nominated for Album of the Year, Solo Recording of the Year, Indigenous Artist of the Year, Artist Innovator of the Holy Year, cow. and TD's Fans <laughs> Choice Entertainer of the Year, which people can vote for right now. Honestly, I've been. this is actually my 10th year uh, anniversary of being in the industry professional. And wow. This is the, this is the most I've ever, I've ever gotten from UCMA or any awards, so it's pretty amazing. <laughs> this is your 10th year in the industry. This is my eighth year in radio. You have done a lot more than me. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, you've done a lot in ten years. Where are your award nominations? <laughs> yeah, where's my anything? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, no. This is this is amazing. What happens when you when you get the notification that you have all those nominations? It's kind of like, do you celebrate? Do you? What do you do? Well, it took like a, a day for it to all sink in. I mean, it's <laughs> it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, you know, we, I took on this album as a project, as a pet project myself, me and a good buddy of mine, Jerry Foote. Uh, we wrote uh, like 90% of the songs on the album and uh, 
we didn't even think we were, when we wrote it, we didn't think we were going to release them. We just did it for fun. And so to have this album, you know, nominated uh, for so many awards and this year is it's, it's something special for sure. What do you think it says that you, you know, you've been doing this for 10 years. You've definitely had some hits, some success, some um, recording and writing in Nashville and all that kind of thing that everybody does. But when you finally decided, no, I'm going to stay home, do what I feel like, do it for fun, do it with my <laughs> friends, have a few drinks, make it the way I want. Yeah. And you've had more nominations for it than ever before. <laughs> well, I hope, I hope if anything, it brings light to that fact that it doesn't matter where you live you can do what you love and and be successful at it and I, and I think that's important for a lot of young people who are trying to get into the business to realize that you don't have to go through Nashville or you don't have to write with the biggest names in the in the industry to be successful like if you just do what you love and do it with heart and and you know it's, it's possible to to achieve just as much as somebody who who might go down through those channels, right? So, And one of the Fans' Choice nominees, which you can vote for right now uh, at ECMA.com, I mean, there's stiff competition. There's mm-hmm. Classified, Neon Dreams, a lot of big names in there, but our own country boy, Jason Benoit, is also up for this award as well. Mm-hmm. He's actually up for five awards, including... including- Best album. Yeah, album of the year, and it has this new song on it, Jason, VHS. Tell us about it. Well, when I was a kid, I used to watch a lot of uh, VHS tapes just for fun uh, growing up. I mean, I grew up before the internet. I mean, it's for, I'm, I'm an 80s child, so... Hey, you're talking uh, to two. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I mean, there was, we had a lot of uh, good, good uh, VHS home videos because... Uh, you know, just coming from the East Coast with all the um, the music entwined in the families and stuff like that. So, I mean, I spent a lot of time uh, looking through old VHS tapes just to find music, uh, music to record, to look to, not record, to, uh, to learn for parties on the weekend <laughs> with my family. <laughs> so, um, weddings and, and parties. And- it sounds a lot more fun and a lot cooler than what I was picturing. What If it was my family, but, well, we, we taped this week's episode of Rita McNeil and Friends. <laughs> Sing oh, those yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The video is not out yet. It's going to be released soon, but it's, uh, yeah, it's it basically, I made it out of all home videos. I love that idea. Oh, my. And again, it goes back to the whole authentic authenticity thing. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not, there's nothing filtered about those old VHS videos. Maybe just the grainy filter that's on top of <laughs> yeah. everything. But <laughs> just the age of the tape yeah. showing. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is some of that footage then from your guys, your wedding? Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's special. We get a nice little glimpse into your private life. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, we do. Yep. <laughs> it's not it's not the entire wedding. <laughs> not that, no. No, not that part. Not that mm. kind of video. This is why you're up for the artist innovator of the yes. year, Jason. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. We're so proud of you yeah. and uh, happy you could join us today. And we're so glad you have these five East Coast Music Awards nominations. Uh, yeah. With so many nominations, we haven't seen anything. I don't know if it's been announced, but do, do you know if maybe someone with five nominations must be invited? to perform on said award show, wouldn't they? Uh, I'm, I'm performing that weekend like four times uh, different events. Uh, as, as for the award show, I don't know if they actually have it uh, locked down yet, all the artists, but uh, as of right now, I'm not performing on the show. 
as of right now, but if anyone's listening, he's willing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Thank you so much, Jason, and uh, and congratulations. And uh, yeah, obviously, we'll see you soon in May. Yeah, for sure. We'll see you then. Thank you guys so much. Up in the attic Whenever I'm needing a touch of nostalgia Well, I've got a quick fix Cause I got it on VHS Is my fiancé stalling Because he wants to get married on Valentine's Day When it's a Saturday Which isn't for another three years (laughs) Okay Well, this one sounds like another one For Geneva Dickey Our dating and relationship expert From Book of Love Canada It's a quarter after eight And Geneva is our date And we need you now We're knocking on your door Let us in cause it's time for Dear Geneva now Dear Geneva, I'm recently engaged and really excited to plan my wedding but my fiancé wants us to wait another three years to get married and this is why. He's always wanted to get married on Valentine's days and one of the reasons that I fell in love with him is that he's a real romantic. He loves Valentine's Day and every year he makes amazing plans for us so it's a big day in our relationship like better than Christmas. Wow. So with that said he really wants to get married on Valentine's Day but it doesn't fall on a Saturday till 2026 which is three years from now. We just moved in together and I really don't want to wait that long to get married. I don't think he's stalling but my sisters think he is and I don't know what to do. We're only 25 so I guess we have time but should I demand that we not get married on Valentine's Day or give him his dream wedding date? Oh, poor sweet angel. <laughs> this is actually a really wholesome problem to have. It is. It's a really change. wholesome problem. My boyfriend's my, my too romantic for me. Imagine that. Um, You're actually it. also uh, recently engaged, Geneva. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I am recently yeah. engaged. <laughs> and it's interesting because when I was seeing this, I was like, I love listening to unconventional like engagements and marriages because... The minute I got engaged, everybody's like, when you're get, when are you getting married? And we don't really have plans to get married anytime soon. Like, obviously, it's going to happen. We're not sure how. So we're probably going to start a family first, you know? Okay, so you're not in any rush either. So for you, those no. those three years doesn't make you go, whoa, three years? Oh, and when you know your guy is, like, committed to you, and he's not going to propose if he's not... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, three years isn't forever because the commitment is more than just uh, the marriage itself and, and the ring. It's it's more, right? Yeah. Yeah. The biggest factor I think that stands out is do you, how important are, is are you going to have kids at all? Maybe, and do you need them to come before or I mean or after the wedding? Like, does that matter to you? Yeah. If that matters to you, then this could be a potentially big problem. If you want to get going how old on she that. Was. 25. 25. They're both 25. So they're young. Oh my gosh, she's got so much time, yeah. Oh yeah, but I mean, you know, of course she's got time, biologically speaking, but but was that what she wanted for her life, to wait? Mm. You know what's funny though? I want her to be very careful around her sisters. (gasps) Oh. That was a little yellow flag for me, where I'm like, hmm, her sisters are telling her that he's stalling. That's weird. Mm. Mm. That is weird. I am fascinated by what Lisa has already sent to us. Does everybody 
else want to spend their Valentine's Day at your wedding? <laughs> I had a wedding on a holiday weekend. On the Saturday of that holiday weekend, but still got grief from many guests. No, that's jerky. But this is the same thing. No, it's not. And there's plenty of people saying, does it have to be a Saturday? It could be on the weekend or something. It could be on a a weekday. Yeah. And it'd be cheaper if it was. Sure would be, but I don't want to have to travel and book time off to come to your Tuesday wedding. Okay, Foreman, it's not about you. Yes, when you when you host and plan a wedding, you quickly find out it is about the guests, and it's not about you getting married at all. Uh, Amanda said, I waited six years for the engagement. I'm not wasting any time getting married. The proposal happened in December 2022, and we'll be married May 20th, 2023. And for oh, context, wow. I'll be 33. I love that. Yeah, she's like, hey, I waited. I'm not was- waiting anymore. Congratulations. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's that fast. Congratulations. Uh, how about a uh, Trisha, though. He sounds sweet. I'd wait if that's what he wants. We got married on our eighth anniversary. <laughs> okay, so eight years together. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Zena said, just give him his dream date. Everyone keeps yeah. saying it's a bride's day. Well, it's the groom's day, too. And that's actually a really good point. Like, often, you know, it just revolves around the bride. But we have to be cautious of that one thing that your groom wants or two or three things to be really cautious that you're respecting that. Two or three, four, five, six, seven <laughs> things. Only eight or nine things that he wants. Well, if he's this romantic and he plans the entire day, and I'd be like, thanks, honey. Here's the credit card. Have fun. <laughs> I mean, uh, wow. Uh, you know what? I say you're right. I would love that. I would love that. Yeah. You got the, and, and you got this hopeless romantic there. You hold on to that. I know. Uh, <laughs> and have the best Valentine's Day for the rest of your life. But also, why do you want to get married on Valentine's Day? Because then you get rid of, like, your perfect holiday. That's not going to be your wedding anniversary. You That's could have true. two of those a, a year. True. It's like oh. it, he probably has a Christmas birthday, too, then. <laughs> 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 but if you're looking for maybe a romantic guy like this, this mm-hmm. Valentine's Day, Geneva, you have the solution in your massive singles mixer. Yes, massive singles mixer down at Pacifico. And we are going to have over 300 singles attending. Oh my gosh. Okay, give us the details. So number one, we have amazing door prizes. So we got a sponsor this time because we really wanted to like jack up the door prizes. So we have four huge themed door prizes, two for men and two for women because we want everybody to have something that they want to go home with. Mm -hmm. And then the best thing is that Melody Rose and Foreman are coming in to host a live dating game. So we have done one woman and three men in the past. At this one we're going to have one bachelor and three bachelorettes behind the screen and the bachelor's going to ask questions and then he's going to choose the bachelorette he wants to go on a date with oh my god i'm so excited that's amazing <laughs> oh, that's going to be so good. I mean, the event's going to be so great anyway. You know, and what could be better than potentially meeting your match on Valentine's Day at Pacifico? Mm-hmm. It's 25 to 45, right? That's the ages? 25 to 45. And if you guys meet on Valentine's Day, you have to get married on Valentine's Day. It's currently <laughs> in three years on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> we'll also be giving away tickets next week. We have tickets every day next week. And you don't have to be the single person to mm-hmm. go. You could be the friend of someone. Somebody you're trying to encourage to find someone at this event yeah, as well, a right? Yeah, man or woman. 
Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, there's wing woman and wing man tickets. So, as a single person goes, if they don't want to go by themselves and all their friends are married, which preach, I think a lot of single people say that, then they can bring their non-single friend and we basically wrap them in glow tape so that everybody knows they're not single. I'm wow. just kidding. We don't wrap them, but we make sure everybody knows they're not single. Oh, that would okay. be really funny. Just these walking hazards. <laughs> <laughs> don't touch. Where do you buy tickets? Uh, so go to my website, bookoflovecanada.ca slash events, or just click on the events tab. And at this point, that is the only events there that's so you can't miss it. Well, now we've heard from Shubadakity Sam. Mm-hmm. Six more weeks of winter. Yes. Punxsutawney Phil. Six more weeks of winter. Oh, good grief. Okay, but they don't matter. They don't matter at all. We don't care about them. No. It's all about Lucy the Lobster. Mm-hmm. Our prognostication crustacean sensation. You have that right, Melody. The power of creation for a crustacean. And we're patiently awaiting a call from Barrington uh, Mm -hmm. because it's all part of the uh, lobster crawl that uh, kicks off in February. And and the phone is ringing. Hi, you're on Hot Country 103.5. Who's this? Hey, it's Stephanie calling from Barrington. I was just here with Lucy when she crawled out of the Atlantic. Oh, so close to such a delicious little <laughs> prognosticator. Hey, who's that? I, she, listen, she can still be delicious. I'm she known can, as delicious guess, to yes. some people. I'll just cover <laughs> her ears so she doesn't take it the wrong way. <laughs> okay, give us, uh, we have Lucy the Lobster crawling out of the ocean in down in Barrington. Yeah, um, we're on the Cape Sable Island Causeway at the boat launch, and she just crawled onto her trap. She kicks off the South Shore, Nova Scotia, lobster crawl. Again, unrelated reasons, I'm yes, sure. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Lucy kicks it off, and then she goes to the spa to enjoy the rest of February while the rest of us crawl along the South Shore, dipping into, you know, Farrington, Shelburne, Liverpool. We'll have 15, 16 restaurants doing lobster rolls. We've got 60 businesses at 120 events happening in February because of Nova Scotia Lobster Crawl. You know what this kind of is? I mean, that's amazing, and, and, I, and I love this time of year, and it's I, it's so great that that's going on. This is a little Hunger Gamesy, and Lucy <laughs> is a little Effie. You know, she's the one announcing that the Hunger Games begin, and then it's all her brothers and sisters and everything else that it now has to, you know, but, but at least we get to enjoy it. <laughs> Well, I think you've given us a costume idea for next year. She's, she's really moved up in the world. I was just looking at some stats about Punxsutawney Phil. Um, the first Groundhog Day where Phil was uh, making predictions was 1887, and he was served after the ceremony. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't eat Lucy. Lucy is, and she might be very delicious, seven and quarter pounds. Yeah. Oh. She's 33 years old. Wow. You know, so she, she's a big girl, but she's beautiful. She is so, so beautiful. We can't eat her. She's very important. She predicts she the future. And without further ado, then, we need to know. Lucy the Lobster, Barrington, Nova Scotia, 2023. What is her prediction? Lucy saw her shadow. We will have six more weeks of winter. I don't know Weather Network and Environment Canada say otherwise. I'm looking at the next two weeks. (laughs) I listen down here. We're in the banana belt of Nova Scotia. So six more weeks of winter is a whole different story on the South Shore. Exactly. (laughs) 
but the perfect time to go enjoy some lobster. That is right. That well, is right. Well, the other stat I've read is that Phil is only right 39% of the time, so I hope it's the same with Lucy. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe that's true. We'll have a little flat with her. Right. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, Well, no. I mean, if, if we start to realize that Lucy is not really uh, as um, sharp as she used to be, I'm just saying that, that we know what happens to those lobsters. She does have tiny little eyes. Maybe she was mistaken. <laughs> That's true. Very true. Not known for their eyesight, lobsters. That's right. They that swim backwards. True. What does what she know anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for calling and give us, uh, giving us the update. We, uh, we love it. Thanks for having us. We really appreciate it. And to make sure you can get down along the South Shore at some point this month and enjoy the lobster crawl. Absolutely. Lobstercrawl.ca for all your details. Thanks a lot. Text 902-425-1035. Write Melody Informant on socials or email Melody Informant at hotcountry1035.ca.